Gather round, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I am your host, David. And I'm your host, Philip. <laughs> well, it's good to be here, Philip. <laughs> I've switched accents entirely. <laughs> yes, you have, my boy. <laughs> oh, good I'm golly. excited to be here now, and we're going to talk about... All kinds of things. Well, the kinds of things that we're going to be talking about, we probably shouldn't be doing these these accents and voices, but <laughs> we are here entirely we are. in the wrong regions. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. What's your best New York accent? A uh, look, I did a I did a show a couple years ago where, well, two years ago. During, just before the pandemic, and I had to play someone who was, uh, uh, you know, he was the hobo on the train, and he was supposed to be from New York. And this guy came up to me like it was our last show, or, or the last day of the show, and he says, uh, so where are you from, Brooklyn? And uh, and I was like, nope, not at all, I'm from South Africa. <laughs> Nicely done, bravo, bravo. And I'm sure friend. there's somebody going, <laughs> that's terrible, someone listening to this right now. But you know what? Eh. Uh, I'm under pressure right now. I, I got the compliment from that one guy, so I'm happy. And that's all you needed, yes. Oh, by the way, I do have an amendment slash addendum to our episode last week. So, oh. again, keep in mind with everything going on. It was brought to my attention, and I didn't consider this at first because just of how natural I feel it is, at least in my life. But I do collect DVDs. I have oh. a DVD collection, and uh, I try to always upkeep that, and I'm transitioning from DVD into Blu-ray. It's a consistent Christmas theme that I I have that my family does, so um, I have DVDs, ones that I like. There's no particular rhyme or reason to... I have a... God, I have a, so many John Travolta DVDs, because there was a phase where I just loved John Travolta growing up. Yeah, that's, that's uh, my addendum. That's something that happened this week that I was made very aware of. David, how was your week? My week was better than last week. Well, I had a, I had a, oh my God, so mixed actually. On Thursday, I arrived at work and every Monday and Thursday we take self-COVID test, an antigen test. So I was the first one at the office. I, you know, made myself a cup of coffee. I turned on like the dishwasher, turned on the light, and I went over to the, to you know, I started unpacking the test kit, did a test. Oh my God. It, like I started to see that the, like the, obviously the control line started like appearing and then like the, the line, the other line started appearing and I was like, no, 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 don't f***ing do this to me, man. And it was positive. And I couldn't believe it was positive because I do not. I am very careful. Not that that means that you can't catch the virus, obviously, but I was just shocked. So I, I did another one. I was like, it has to, I have to do another one. And that one also came up positive. So I was like, oh, no. Wow. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So I, uh, I left immediately, had to go home. Someone had to come pick me up because I'm not obviously not allowed on public transport because I'm probably COVID positive. And, and so I, I, I booked a test. Someone had picked me up, took me, and then I took my PCR test. And then I went into isolation for the rest of the day. And I was just depressed and miserable. People had to cancel vacation plans who'd been in contact with me. And then that evening in isolation, I checked my email. Test results are in. I, I click on the link and it's negative. And I was like, oh. what the hell? So I took another self-test. That came up negative. And then I was like, I, I have to book another PCR. I have, to, I have to know for sure. So I booked another PCR for the following morning, went, did it. The following evening, 
another negative result. I just, I was baffled wow. because I had Googled what are the chances of false positives with uh, antigen tests and false negatives happen all the time, but false positives are extremely rare, hmm. which means that I don't know. I got two in a row. I figured that there was something in my system, uh, some molecule that sort of triggered the test. The, the molecule that the test detects on the virus was obviously maybe something was in my system or it was or it was a faulty batch of tests. I don't know, but it was kind of this fluke event where I tested positive twice, even though I didn't have the virus. Maybe you came into contact with somebody who had it. I don't even know. But but I but then how why would I test positive and then test negative? Yeah. That it's I don't just know. none of I it know, made man. sense to me. Still it's a mystery how it happened, but uh luckily I'm okay. Never got symptoms obviously yes. because I never had the virus. And yeah, but but then the following day, Saturday, um South Africa beat the the Lions in the second match out of 3. So now it's Lions 1 South Africa 1 all to play for next weekend. Tune in if you're interested. 6 p.m. Central European time. <laughs> uh, 9 a.m. LA time. Yeah, very excited for that. So it's been an up and down week. Yes, with its high highs and low lows. Yes. Booby. Anyways, <laughs> I, <laughs> all right, we move we move along with that transition to our main topic this week, and we're gonna go L.A. versus New York. Now, this is somewhere that both of us have lived in each place. No place. Wait, didn't you have I've to never, do a semester? Never, in? Nope, never lived in New York. Wait, how did you get away with not doing a semester in New York? If I would have had to do two semesters in New York, if I would have either had to do my first two or my last two in New York because of the program that I was in. So if you're doing the BFA program at AMDA, you you can do your third semester and just your third semester. And I would have done that if I was in the BFA program, but I was in the conservatory program, which means that I would have had to do my first two or my last two. They don't let you go for one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I didn't want to do... like. Before I moved to L.A., I was just in love with the idea of living in L.A., so I moved to L.A., not New York. Of course, and, of uh, course. And then I didn't want to graduate in New York because I knew I wanted to be in L.A. afterwards. I am a miss of this complete point, but I've lived in both L.A. and New York. Right, so You've your opinions are going to be... Yes, I've been there multiple times. So your opinions okay. are going to be more valid on certain topics than, <laughs> than mine, for sure. Uh, but, the, but that uh, doesn't but the topic mean I don't have so, opinions. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. We have very strong opinions, even uh, in spite yeah. of that. But L.A. versus New York. And we've got a couple things. Since both of us have very uh, heavy ties to this, at the very least, especially you with acting, of course, there is going to always be that competition between the two sides of the coast. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to go through our uh, questions, our segments that we feel were necessary on uh, going on this L.A. versus New York and also maybe some of the experiences that we had while in these cities. First one, and of course these are all under the bubble of which city is better for living in. L.A. versus New York. David, why don't you go first since I have more experience on this and I'll, I can probably yeah. curb or, or what so have I, you. So, you know, there are parts of me that, that have thought about New York as a place to live, but here's here's the, here's the, the main point for me, whether... <laughs> weather man yeah. new york has the same climate or a similar climate at least to um to where i live right now and and where i grew up for the most part and i am done i am done i give me the sunshine please 
And that's not to say that it doesn't get kind of cold sometimes in, in California. That's fine. But I can't do the rain, man. The, all that rain. Granted, I will say California, not enough rain. But New York, way too much rain. Not interested. Not interested. So that's that's a big big one for me. Let's look at, I mean, cost of living. Cost of living as well. I know that both cities are extremely expensive, but I think that LA Very. has much more affordable areas that aren't like way outside the city. And that's just my perception. Obviously, I've never really investigated that for New York. What about you? You got, you, you share your thoughts here. So I've lived in both. Uh, the reason why I, I should address at the beginning of this conversation, we both were a part of the same college program, uh, AMDA. And my college program, my experience was entirely in New York. So when I went there and I lived there, I was a part of it. And luckily I had dorms, but there's not really dorms when you're in the heart of New York. It's It was glorified apartments is what it really was. And so- They were tiny as but well. But it was a true experience. Dude, they were so freaking- t- You literally had to share- how can I put this efficiently? So imagine like a bathroom, like a normal bathroom. If you're out and about somewhere, like not even like a, a massive theater bathroom, just think of like, like a circle K bathroom or maybe like an in and out bathroom. Uh, what's something like a Waterburger bathroom. Think of that type of size. So that way you have context. And then on top of that, it's a bunk bed situation. So there's two of you inside of this bathroom. That's not the standard living situation for people actually living there. This was just but my it does, experience. It does sort of bring up a good point, though, is space. Like, yeah, L.A. is expensive, but yes. you are going to get a little bit more space for your money. You know, like it. my last apartment in L.A. was actually pretty sizable. Very like, spacious. For, for, what I, Very for what I was spacious. paying. If I was paying that in New York, I would get maybe half of, of a tiny little room. That is one one thing that helps me lean towards L.A. Another, you said weather. I think that that will vary from person to person uh, because you're going to get a lot of weather in New York. I was there when there was a hurricane. I got rain much here. That was the first time I lived in snow. I don't I didn't have a car. And that's another thing. If you want to have a car, if you're a person who's used to having a car like I am coming from Arizona and even living in L.A. for for a small amount of time, you don't own a car in New York. At least if you're in the major metropolis areas, you don't own a car. The people who own a car are Jeff Bezos because it's it's just far too much to park, far too much to find parking, let alone pay for it. And then two, to house a car, to have it like in an apartment, it's just... It's unfathomably expensive. Everybody uses transportation. So for some reason, you can't walk everywhere. That just doesn't work for you. And and walking around in inclement weather, whatever it may be, again, you're looking towards LA versus New York. Third thing for me, I would say one thing that does lean New York, and we'll, we'll get into this more, I feel, later, is the character. New York does have a lot of character and personality that LA, in my experience, doesn't necessarily have because a lot of the places that you'll explore a lot of the places that you'll be in and walking around while yes they they are inviting they're also they can very much be touristy they can be very much superficial in la new york all authentic regardless of whatever you want it will completely be unapologetically new york through and through so there is that yeah look here's another thing here's another thing the people I I think that there's <laughs> oh, there's yeah. a lot to say about people yeah. in both cities, but I will I 
at least this is one thing I liked about LA that you see so much of, of New York, even if you don't live there, is that you in pretty much any other city in the world, New York is the only place where you're going to hear people go, New York is the greatest city in the world. You know, you don't get that in other cities. And it's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> that's a turnoff for you. Yeah, that's a big turnoff for me. Like, like at least in LA, everyone's like, everyone, li people like it there. It's nice. It's a, it's a, it's a fun city to live in. Not, not everyone, obviously, but no one's like obsessed with the, the city being the greatest city in the world or anything like that. So, <laughs> so I think we both have agreed that LA for us and for our tastes is the better place to live in just for what we want. But, but there are other things. One, next one. Better place to vacation. Now, I would say that there's a huge asterisk coming in, and it's going to depend a lot on where you're coming from. If you, I think the better place to vacation is going to be different if you're coming from Ohio versus if you're coming from Las Vegas. Or if you're sure, abroad, perhaps. Yeah, sure. I, well, I think or, that those are two different... Or if you're a psychopath like you who hates the beach. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, so we go to uh, to vacation. I guess I'll start. For me, I'm actually going to say the better place to vacation is going to be New York. And here's why. One, for my sleep schedule, it actually works a lot better in New York. Things are open way late. Again, you'll find a lot of character. And and if we're going to, to character, I love the fact, the fact about the one thing I really loved about New York. And I've said this many times, and I'll continue to say it for the rest of my life. Never before have I ever been a place that is so vibrant and so versatile from street to street. Literally, you can walk down one street going uptown, and it's it's like their local Chinatown. Then we go up to the next street, and it's a complete dump. Like there's cats, there's ho there's homeless people about. It smells like like natural human depositories. Then you go to the next one, and it's all flowers. It's a complete. It's like it's a garden everywhere. Everybody hangs a garden, and then the next one beyond that's like a an entire like they're playing uh, street hockey. It's it's completely. It blows your mind. And there's so much character that you can get from street to street to street in such a small amount of space that once you even include Broadway, whenever you want to include uh, Insomnia Cookies that's open like 24 hours a day, there's so much to do there that you could never do all in one thing that L.A. is very much if you need to relax, if that if you if beach life is what you're aiming for and consistent weather and just beautiful weather. Of course, you can't beat L.A., but I would argue that you'll have a more individualistic time in New York that you will be able to remember and be able to have a varied experience that won't be able to be completed within one trip. I take your point, but I will say, like, you get that very much so in Los Angeles. The, the difference being that you, you don't turn a corner, you drive 10 minutes, you know? Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... But, I mean, that's the... the, the I mean... I guess like it's it's a walking city versus a driving city. So you do get lots of varied like there's such diversity in Los Angeles, not just literal diversity, but like diversity of experience in Los Angeles. It's just a little bit more spread out, but that's just the nature of the city. Sure. The one thing I will say about New York, people people say a lot that New York is dirty and that may be true. But man, is it, there's nowhere near as dirty as Los Angeles, in my experience. 
I was expecting New York to be very dirty, and it wasn't by any means nearly as dirty as what I was used to in L.A. So it's true. That's a big point for me. Like, I, I, I like that the, the city and, and it's the smell, too, because this is a benefit of rain is that it kind of washes away the filth down into the sewers, whereas in, in L.A. it just sort of sits as in a layer on the ground because it never freaking rains there. To appeal to your acting side. Broadway is something to behold, man. If you've never been, eh, I've there been. is such... Yeah, of course, yes. But I, I'm saying, if you've never been to a Broadway show, I get it, LA has high-quality shows as well. I, I'm not trying to... We're nitpicking here. But sure. for me, like to have just that selection... I remember when I was yeah. younger... No, I, I'm, uh, I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, I always thought Broadway was just like a, a blown-up movie theater complex. Where, because I just, my mind couldn't grasp it, that it was just, Broadway wasn't just one building. So I thought it was like, <laughs> oh, on the first floor, they're playing Anything Goes. On the second level, it's, oh, it's Chicago. And then on the third floor is Cats, you know, whatever it is. No, it's, um, it's, it's just, a, it's completely beautiful that it's that spread out. And LA's a, LA's a movie city, right? It's, it's the center of the film industry, really. Film and TV. But you can't, like... You can't experience that as a tourist if you're on vacation in that city. Right. Like you can do a studio tour, but there's only so many studio tours you can do. When you do one, you don't actually see that much. And they're all kind of samey samey. Like every studio tour that you go on, you're not going to. Sure. Like, they're just not that impressive. Fun, sure. And worth doing, maybe. I've actually never done one, but I've, I've been to the studio lots and I'm pretty, pretty sure I've seen <laughs> what they see. Um, yeah, I, I've been to one. It's, it's, it's all right. I mean, they're all like, I think that there are, there are some cool things that you see like on Paramount, on the Paramount lot. There's a, a thing called New York Street which is literally a street that looks just like New York. And so anytime they need to film stuff that takes place in New York, they do it on New York Street in the Paramount lot. Right. So there's cool stuff like that, but it's not the same as going as when you visit New York and you have the opportunity to see so many actual live shows. That's an experience. And to, to counter that, like going to the movies in L.A., I mean, you can go to the movies anywhere. So I think I think it boils down to. L.A. does have the character, does have the personality that New York has. Well, in its own way, it's different, of course. But you have to go there. You have to drive there. You have to plan it out to go there. And you have to find it. You have to do some legwork you have to, to find, find it. I think, you have to know the spots that you're going to, you know? So, like, you have, to, you have to, you're not going to stumble upon that kind of character. No. New York, it, it will literally just hit you in the face. You'll just be walking down and you'll say, oh, that's interesting. I want to go check that out because you just, you can't miss it. You you can walk by and just see everything. It's yeah. it's absolutely, it's astounding in that way. So well, I will vote for New York for best place to vacation. Sure. Where do I, you vote? And I, uh, as much as like, I've loved my vacations in New York. I th My trips to New York have, have, have been amazing. I've loved them. But uh, and there's a lot of plus points. But for me, the 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 vibe, the L.A., the, th the opportunities to do things, the weather, the the there's a little bit of nature there as well. Like you have city, you have um, the you know, the hiking trails and, and the mountains and stuff. That's all part of the experience and the beach and the ocean. And that's just that wins by a mile for me. So we move along to what is which city? is better to live in uh, as an actor. I worry that we're not going to be able to say anything groundbreaking here, um, actually have any debate here. Where, where, do you, where do you stand? I think we will, actually, only because, well, of course, 
the biggest separation is going to be are you more interested to be a film actor or a right. or a stage actor? Obviously, that's stereotypical, but that doesn't mean it's completely isolated. There are, of course, things that shoot in New York. There are things that shoot uh, that are staged in L.A. You can certainly find that. However, and this might surprise you, I actually will. I will go back to New York, and here's why. I think if you are that much more dedicated to your craft. I think that New York will bring that out of you. Because art is from a place of emotion, New York will certainly do that. Because the fact that you're having to work so hard and get back so little automatically creates so much strife. Whereas in LA, it is, of course, you're still having to work hard. You're having everything else. But there's just this, this overlying aura of relaxation. There's this overlying aura of too much to do like there's such a social life whereas new york i everything's so rushed so so fast paced that you're just going from one audition to the next and you're like it's it just it's hard because you put your deluca shoes in the in a puddle and now they're wet and now you have to go do a tap number with with uh, slightly torn shoes and you got to get through that whereas in la i feel like that's where a lot of people i have seen in my experience in my friend group i've seen them gone astray in la because there's just so much to do that there are so many distractions. Uh, where would you go? I, I want to look at this from a from a, a perspective of, of a versatile actor who wants to do both theater and film, TV, whatever. Which is not okay. really me. Like I, I, as much as I want to do theater, and I will continue to do theater, it's not my primary objective. But but from from that perspective. The L.A. theater scene, there is theater in L.A. There is high caliber, high caliber theater, sorry, <laughs> high, high caliber right. theater in L.A. And it is less competitive. I'll say that. And obviously, a lot of big New York shows hold auditions in L.A. as well, which is great. But the theater scene in L.A., doesn't by any means even come close to comparing to New York. And maybe there's no. people out there who disagree with me, but I doubt it. It doesn't really come close. Whereas the film and TV scene in New York is maybe not as lucrative as LA, but it's huge. It's not small by any means. There's a ton of film and TV opportunities in New York City as well. So so I would say that New York holds a lot more potential then comes the people, and I can't speak to the, the 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 people you meet in New York who are who are in the industry, who are who are actors. And I'll say that most, I'd say ninety five percent of the people that I meet in LA are who are actors are are fantastic and are supportive and like mutually um, mutually supportive and and they're 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 great people. But I you do meet a lot of real a holes in Los Angeles. Like I remember <laughs> being at a party and and I. Let me say, when I say I had just started professionally acting, I graduated and this was like two months later or something, a month later, I did not have an agent. I had barely, I'd done a couple student short films, um, some background work. That was it. And this guy, um, and some theater, I'd done some, some, some theater in Los Angeles and this guy, I meet this guy at this party and I'm, and I'm like, Oh, what do you do? He's like, Oh, I'm an actor. I was like, Oh yeah, me too. And he just, his first question is, Oh, are you ready for pilot season? I guess maybe, I don't know if I'm really conveying how much of an asshole this guy was, but it was the way he said it. And like his, like his whole vibe and attitude was just like, Oh, get off your giant pony. High horse. I don't know if I want to say high horse. Just get off your, your crystal 
spaceship and like meet me down here in the real world. Stop being. <sighs> it just frustrated me, you know, and, and and you meet. I've met a lot of people like that who are just like, oh, yeah, I'm killing it. You know, I'm. I, I, I've just booked this blah, blah, blah. And, and sort of, you know, they, they like to rub it in. They like to, they like to talk about how amazing they are. And, and I, I appreciate humility. And again, I don't know what it's like in New York, but that's something that I, that bothers me about a lot of LA people. So you would agree with me then to live for an actor, New York? I mean, yes, I wouldn't live in New York for all the other reasons that I've stated, you know, um, <laughs> the expense for sure. one and the weather oh and, my God, yes. and, the, and how much I, I do love like the California lifestyle and the, the beach and all that. But as an actor, as a neutral actor, especially if you have, if you have an interest in both theater and film and TV, then yeah, probably New York. Go to our last one here. Which city is better for the food? Mm-hmm. Um, David, would you is, like to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a little torn. I've had amazing food in New York. Like, I've had, I've had good food in New York. I will say, every time someone's told me, you got to try New York pizza, I've been, like, excited about it. And then when I first visited New York, I tried New York pizza, and I was like, this is it? This is what people have been trying to sell me for for like decades. <laughs> this God, is you know the what New happens? York pizza. Are you kidding me? You can get you that same, and the grease pulls up. It's like it's not bad. Like I get what it is. Like it's this weird giant pizza. It's like this way yeah. bigger pizza where you don't even eat the whole thing. You eat like a few slices, or maybe you do. <laughs> but and and like yeah, I mean it's okay. It's not as good as Neapolitan pizza. Bite me. Um, <laughs> it's, I've never tried Chicago deep dish, whatever the f- that is. It's pretty it's, good, man. Pretty good. No, 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 no. Like it's not exclusive to New York by any means. You can get pretty much the exact same thing in most major cities, including cities outside of the United States. I don't understand why anyone would think that the pizza in New York is somehow superior but there is great food there. There is great food there. Um, depends how much you're willing to spend. But I, yeah, there's great food in New York. But nothing beats like the 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 Mexican food options that you have in California, and more so in San Diego, but also in LA. There's just some amazing fusion foods because LA is a city with such. And I maybe you have this in New York. I, I I'm sure that's probably the case, but. Like there's just so many different like pockets in LA of like Korean and Chinese and Japanese and Italian and Armenian and Ethiopian and there's just, and obviously Mexican. And so you get these fusion foods, you get a lot of experimental foods, but for me, it's mainly like the Mexican foods. There's a place called Sonoritas in uh, Sautel in Los Angeles and uh, on Sautel Boulevard. And that place has the most amazing steak and shrimp burrito i've ever had ah man i want to go back and have it so bad no i (laughs) I have to i have to say i I would edge la just because it has everything that i've had in in new york i've had also in la so i I, i'm gonna go with go with los angeles hands down look david i could give you a reason saying oh new york has better steak options has better italian options and that's true or I could say, man, just everything else is kind of average and LA just happens to have better everything else, which is, which is again, kind of true. 
And I could even go, the bars in LA, oh, they're out of this world. Or I could even say, man, the, the specialized restaurants, there's a reason why the celebrities go there. I could say all these things, but you know what it's going to boil down for me? You know, and, and I hate to make it this simplistic, but it really just boils down to this. Is it burgers? <laughs> in and out in L.A. And so as great as Shake Shack is, and God, it is good. But as great as it is, it's no mother flipping in and out. In and out. No, it's, it's definitely not. And it's also Shake Shack is in L.A. as well. So <laughs> I know. I know. So it's not even exclusive anymore. Uh, right. In and out makes LA that much better. I'm so sorry that it boils down to something that like that, something so ridiculous, but whenever you're living on a shoestring budget like I have for the past 27 years, something like that really freaking matters. So uh, forget it all. The rest, it goes to LA simply because of In-N-Out. Ah! Oh! David, is, are you all right? What was that? Oh my God, I think something just, it just... It bit me. Oh, God, I love it. I love it so much. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, you are familiar with this segment. And if you're not, this is basically controversial opinions that we would like to share with you, the listener. And if you don't like it, you can go ahead and bite me. I'll go first. Red, white and blue. Here's a message to all you United Statesers out there. Red, white, and blue is not unique to your country. I don't have a problem with you being proud of your red, white, and blue, but oh my god, stop thinking that red, white, and blue automatically means the United States of America, because it it really doesn't. And I don't know why you guys are so think it's so special. Let me list off the countries that have red, white, and blue in their flag, and only red, white, and blue. Are you ready? I'm ready. Australia, Cambodia, Chile, Costa Rica, Croatia, Cuba, Czech Republic, Dominican Republic, Fiji, France, Iceland, Laos, uh, Liberia, Luxembourg, Nepal, the Netherlands, which, by the way, literally has three stripes in this order, red, white, blue. New Zealand, Norway, North Korea, Pan North Korea, guys, uh, Panama, Paraguay, Russia, Samoa. Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Thailand, and the United Kingdom. So there you go. 28 other countries have red, white, and blue as their colors. So go ahead and shut up. And while you're at it, bite me. I always think of French. My opinion, I know as controversial as this is, and a lot of fashionistas out there are going to get real mad about me and just roll their eyes. They might not even get mad. They might just say, all right. Way to go. But damn, if socks and sandals are not one of the comfiest combos, I get it, it's a fashion sin, but if it's a sin, I don't want to be holy. Good God. <laughs> Look, it, it, my feet, I, I'm not willing to, to not be admit it, admitting uh, things on here. My feet get a little sweaty. They get a little sweaty. So whenever I wear things, I like to have socks in there. Otherwise, no matter what form of sandals I wear, it either gets a little a little slidey or it gets a little sticky. So I like to have socks in there to create a, a, a layer of separation. 
I know it's, I'm not go doing that to go out and, and pick up people. I'm not doing that to go out and impress people. I'm not wearing socks and sandals to an interview. I at least have the common decency to know that. But if I'm going around and I'm walking around with socks and sandals, if you don't like it, you know what you can do? You can just come up to me in the in and out line and bite me. We talked about L.A. and New York this week, but that's not the only countries and countries, my good Lord. And those are not the only cities in the United States. So we thought it might be beneficial of us to at least list two of our other favorite cities in the U.S. that aren't the L.A. or New York cities that we have gone on and on about earlier in our main topic. David, would you like to start us with one of our one of your favorite two cities? I believe the caveat you wanted to add was that we had to have been there before. Yes, yes. And like I I will say, I mean, there aren't that many cities that I've spent a lot of time in in the U.S. I wanted to say Boston, but truth be told, I only spent one night there. And as much as I loved it, I don't know how much I could actually say about it that's actually informed, informed information. So um, I've spent way too much time in Lexington, Kentucky and Cincinnati, Ohio. And <laughs> I will say wholeheartedly, those are not my favorite cities. Oh, <laughs> so, man. Um, and yeah, there's some great cities, though. There's some great cities all over the U.S. that I, that I love. But I want to say Orlando. And there's really not that much I can say about Orlando. Wow. But these are the things that I like about Orlando. And this is the first one is the big one, right? It's the main thing. I like having the parks all clustered around the city. And you've got so many options. If you live in Orlando and you get bored, it's your own fault because there's so much. Like if you're resident there, you get like cheaper annual passes. That's a real big plus for Orlando for me. The other thing is that it's Florida, which has a lot of perks, right? Beach, sunshine. Oh, yeah. Um, Aqua yeah. blue water. Yeah. But it's a city, so it's not just full of old people. And that's really nice. <laughs> Phil, we go to you. The first of my two is Chicago. I went there for a vacation, and I'm first off going to completely wholeheartedly disagree with you. The Chicago deep dish was divine. Absolutely divine. I've never tried it. I've never tried it, but it doesn't appeal. All right. I'm telling you, man. I'm going to, uh, I tell you. The Chicago deep dish was good, so the food's good. I went there, and I actually went to a museum, and I found a lot of it, a lot of it very, not entertaining, but it, it drew me in. A lot of the art did. And that's actually something fairly unique, at least for me and my experience. I've been to a couple of museums, obviously, throughout all ages of my life. And, uh, but the Chicago Museum, I specifically remember, and I have a couple photos of like uh, the portraits and stuff that really drew me in. So uh, I, I really enjoyed the art scene there, at least for the museums. And then, of course, the life, the the urban life. I really thought it was kind of cool to be underneath the trains. That was really cool. And I liked a lot of the buildings. It had this, it, it, it very much met this modern meets the past. It was it was right in between, it, especially on whatever junction you go to. I just, I really loved the aesthetic of the city. Uh, it really spoke to me. Um, not a big fan of the weather, but that's about it. David, you're second place. And this is, this is the golden goose this is the, the greatest greatest city in the united states san diego wow oh my goodness mm. and i'm gonna try to squeeze this we, we agreed on two things so i gotta try to squeeze as much into these two things i like about san diego <laughs> enjoying amazing tacos or burritos on the gorgeous beaches which are way less busy than the la ones right mm -hmm. 
And then the downtown area has such an amazing vibe from the gorgeous marina with a beautiful view of the Coronado Bridge and island to the fantastic skyline, which is not too obnoxious. And most <laughs> of all, the nightlife. Oh my goodness, the nightlife in San Diego. I've had such fun nights there. The vibe is so nice. People are, are really friendly. Gaslamp District is probably one of the nicest places to go out. Yeah, absolute favorite is San Diego. I do apologize. I actually had forgotten that we said two, so I apologize for the last one. I didn't want you to think I was cheating you out of a detail. I will, it's okay. I will go, it's okay. I will go with one. Okay. Uh, for uh, Colorado, I put uh, Boulder, Colorado specifically. I went there and, oh, again, I know that I'm going to go aesthetic, but it is, words cannot describe how naturally beautiful this place is. And it really leans into that. It's almost like, I want to say something like Mount Rushmore, where, yes, you realize it's a little manufactured and it's very clean, but it, it really does hedge into that wildlife aura, and I love it. I absolutely love Boulder, Colorado. I've It was an unexpected stop on a trip that I had that was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, I would go there 10 out of 10 times, and I could see myself living there at some point in time because of how beautiful it is. The weather's absolutely beautiful, and there's a lot of space there to where you can live and be away from the people. So between the ability to live there and kind of get and be alone with yourself and with how beautiful it is, those are my two reasons why I would pick Boulder, Colorado. And in this transcontinental transnational episode we move on to an intercontinental international game coming at you from three countries and we are delighted to welcome back a guest who's been on here before my friend alex welcome thank you very much good morning good afternoon good night whichever time zone you're in <laughs> yes welcome right. back alex for me it's uh, i guess we can pull the curtain back a little bit it's like two in the morning here this is oh, usually Jesus. yeah this is around the time that i think uh, i well i usually get you around what nine your time david yeah nine my time yeah eight alex's time okay so now we're just the roles are reversing a little bit and I'm a night owl myself, so this probably is my body clock of 9 p.m. for you guys anyway. So nothing to worry yeah, about yeah. here. Alex? Philip, you're a big fan of role reversal, aren't I, you? Oh, I, don't get me to a good game of role reversal here. Before we begin our game, Alex, we're glad that we didn't scare you off the first time we played. But we are. I don't believe we asked you questions the last time you were on. Let's begin by asking you some questions since you are... Uh, a friend of David, and of course, his guest here on the podcast. I shall begin. Alex, what are mm -hmm. three adjectives you would most like to represent you? Ooh, you're really going in hard with the, <laughs> the soul-searching <laughs> questions. like a right job interview. <laughs> exactly. Um, see, see my, my first one that I always go to, and it's very boring. I remember having this conversation with my girlfriend a couple of months back, and we were having that same what three words would you use to describe yourself? Um, I think nice would be the first one. And like not nice in the kind of boring, nice way. But I, <laughs> if oh, there's like nice. one thing that that I think I care about, it's like not being a bad person, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That would be my first one. Um, probably ambitious, maybe, is another one. I would Sure. I, sure. I, I would stick with that. And uh, what's a good compliment to those three? Um, I mean, if I'm being realistic, probably something like nerdy. 
That's probably a, a, a reasonably accurate description of, of me. And not, but do you want? It's not what you think you are. It's what would you want? What would you? Oh, want? but I'm I'm very happy to be described as nerdy. I'm oh, okay. I'm I'm a loud and proud nerd. Okay, no, that's very good. I'm what about, glad. What about sensual or mm. uh, rugged? I, I, no. I, th I think you're com you're you're confusing myself with yourself, David. Ah, oh, oh. look at that! Look <laughs> at that! All right, go ahead, David. Ask him your question. Alex, you 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 mentioned I think before we got on the air that you've been watching the Olympics this morning. Yes, I have been. I've been, I've been getting really into it the last uh, week or so. Actually, I'm I'm always a big uh, fan of big sports events when when there's a lot of you know hoopla around something. Yeah, today today is Sunday, August first, which means that I believe the men's hundred meter final is today. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So, Alex, um, if you could be an Olympic athlete, what sport would you choose? Ooh, see, this is another conversation we were having yesterday, uh, but more the, along the lines of you know, if at age twenty five I were to try to get into the Olympics, you know, what would be the way to maximize your odds? You know, would it be taking up archery or like some sport that where the, where the number of competitors is low enough that you have a reasonably high chance and, of, and where it know, doesn't require like in. ridiculous levels of athleticism physical exactly. yeah like gymnastics or something which takes like decades to, to master i mean re realistically i mean I, I would never be an olympic level runner but but my sport is is running uh, and that's probably what i've done the most of definitely since high school and, and things and i've done a couple of sort of half marathons and marathons and things not to any kind of record-breaking time but but that's what i do most regularly so that would probably be my olympic sport i was watching the triathlon on on friday night they've got a great new event where it's mixed triathlon so two women and two men yeah. and uh, oh. that made me really want to try out a triathlon type thing uh, i've got a friend who just did one a couple of weeks ago non-organized his family just kind of joined him on different legs of the cycle and the swim and the run and that that looked really fun that would be my aspiration i think alex you gave me a wonderful question that i'm not going to ask you because that would be cheating but just think about this and maybe at the end of the podcast in the back of your mind maybe we'll circle back to it but if they could have the alex triathlon the one that you feel like you would succeed against the invading oh. aliens what three events would you choose to best compete at in your current state and where you are right now just just to have that in the back burner all right i'll i'll, I'll uh, yeah and no, i'll give that a thought all right sure. my actual question that i wanted to ask you that i'm thinking maybe just maybe you and your girlfriend have not discussed in the past couple days mm. is there <laughs> is there such a thing as an ugly baby and have you ever seen one oh for sure <laughs> are you willing Definitely. to give out names are you willing no. to give out no 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 <laughs> no I, i'm not willing to risk any it's it, it, it's it's no babies that are relations of anybody on this pod that, oh, that much i can fair, fair enough now i'm curious would you consider yourself to be a smoldering baby or were you just like eh, eh, yeah whenever you look at your I baby pics i think i was a cute baby minus i had one of those things i, I think i think it's not that uncommon in babies where You've got um, some kind of pop blood vessel or something like in your eye where like one of your mm. eyes is red for part of it. Right. So, so there are old pictures of me where like part, half of the, the eye is sort of red. That might be exaggerating it. But other than that, I think I was a good looking baby. I think Hideous. I was a little <laughs> Swedish, <laughs> Swedish blonde wunderkind. David, were you, a, were you an adorable baby? I think I was actually. I think. <laughs> were you born with a beard or did like that, that just naturally grow? I was grow? not. I was born with a bit of hair, but only on my head. Fair enough. No, not on my face. I had no beard when I was born. If I may be so bold, uh, I was an adorable Rumors baby. are untrue. Oh, I bet you were. I was. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I had a rough 
uh, what is that child? Uh, when, when, when is it whenever you're past being a baby, like toddlership? I had a tough toddlership <laughs> and like being a kid, like I, you know, I, I wasn't going to win any Hallmark or, or any camera awards. But as a baby, oh, get out of here. Get out of here. I, I absolutely killed the game. Speaking of games. I have created a game for us based off of what the rest of our podcast consists of. Of course, being L.A. versus New York, I thought, what better way to represent each place than via our stomachs? So I've come up with a game where David will take the helm with his L.A. Uh, f- themed food, and I will go with a New York style food that we will, we will reveal as soon as it is our turn. David. Who do you wish to go first? Alex, who do you wish to go first? Ooh, passing the buck. I reckon Phil should go first. All right. I shall go first, right. representing New York. It's your favorite zero-sum food. It's going to be the bagel. First question, here we go. A bagel is historically spelled beagle, B-E-I-G-E-L. It is a bread product originating in the Jewish communities of which country? Poland? Turkey, Jerusalem, or Germany? And we're going to start with you, Alex. Poland, Poland Turkey, Turkey, Jerusalem, or Germany? Oh, I feel like... I'm sure country, you mean Israel. Well, modern day Israel, but if we're going back in time, whatever. Okay. I mean, I feel like Turkey's the least likely of those. I mean, there's de- there was definitely a Jewish community in, in Poland, right? That was sizable and same in Germany as far as I understand. And I feel like bagels, I mean, this might be going out on limb, but I feel like they're more of a, a northern hemisphere. Or I'm obviously Jerusalem's in the northern hemisphere, but like kind of a northern food. Like it's a, it's a winter food, right? It's, it's wholesome and hearty and stuff. So I'm going to say Poland. All right. He says Poland. David, where do you okay, go? I, just based on just based on the spelling and the the language element of it. B e you said B e i. Yeah, B e i g e l. Yeah, I I definitely think that uh, Beigel Beigel sounds German, so I'm going to go with mm. Germany. One of you is correct. You're both wise to stay away from Turkey, Jerusalem, and Israel, whichever way you want to go. Unfortunately, Alex, you take an early lead here in Poland. Hey, hey, hey. There you go. We have a 1-0 lead. Let us continue. David Gusson of Queens says he invented the everything bagel when in a stroke of inspiration, he married poppy seeds with sesame seeds, salt, onion, and more. The longtime New Yorker remembers gliding into the Howard Beach Bakery on hockey skates for his first day of work. In which decade does he claim to have made this discovery? And David, we will go to you first. Of course, this is going to be 1960, 1970, 1980, or 1990. 60, 70, 80, or 90. Yeah, I'm just thinking about like the rise of New York which I really know so little about. <laughs> I uh, I I think I'm going to just just take a shot in the dark and go with uh, 70, 1970. 1970. We go to you Alex. I mean this is when I wish this was, you know, who wants to be a millionaire and you can do the 50-50 lifeline, just eliminate <laughs> two of the options. Right. I so David said you said 70, right? I uh yeah, yeah. he David said 70. Again, the options options are I I'll 60. go with yeah. <sighs> You said roller skates, right? Yes, uh, hockey skates. skates. Hockey skates. Hockey skates. Hockey skates. 
I feel like that's a 60s thing more than... Oh, it could be an 80s thing. Oh, I'm going to say 80s. <laughs> he's going to go with 80s and he's going to stick yeah. with it using the contextual clues. And he absolutely nails it in an impressive two for two. It is indeed the yeah, 1980s. No. Right there. David, you have some work to cover and some ground to uh, skate by. I know. An early 2-0 lead. Here we go. Uh, Next one, we'll go to Alex first. It was reported by U.S. newspapers in the early 1940s that bagels and locks were sold by delicacies in New York City as a, quote, Sunday morning treat, excuse me, end quote. And in the early 1950s, bagels and cream cheese combinations were very popular in the United States, having permeated American culture. And since I'm talking about uh, cream cheese, what is the number one cow breed in the United States? We're talking Hereford, Black Angus, Texas Longhorn, or Limousine. All these are real breeds, by the way. I didn't create. A I, I was going to say when you before just... you gave me the options, I didn't know there were different breeds of cow. Oh, there's there were tons. I, I researching this, there were like fifty, I think. Fifty. Can you can you repeat just the repeat the last part, the just the actual question itself? Sure, the, absolutely. The backstory. Again. Yeah. What is the number one cow breed? Uh, n- number one in in terms of mass. Number one terms uh, of of actual current bred cows in the United States. Talking Hereford, Black Angus, Texas Longhorn, and Limousine. So I'm going to eliminate Black Angus and Texas Longhorn. I feel like Black Angus sounds fancy. It sounds like something you'd have for like the rare meats and stuff, which wouldn't be the most populous um, herd. And Texas, I'm just going to hope that that herd is is restricted to the state of Texas, which is big, but not the entirety of the U.S. I'm going to go with Hereford. Hereford, he says. And we go to you, David. Well, I gotta pick. I gotta pick something different, really, if I want to try to catch up. If that's your, if that's I'm, your, I'm gonna go um, with Black Angus. I'm gonna go with Black Angus. Yet again, one of you's right. You're both correct to stay away from Texas Longhorn and Limousine, which again, I find that to be absolutely hilarious. And then we go forward, David. You have inched your way back. It is indeed Black yes. Angus, and so he is well one done. answer away from tying it up with you, Alex, but David does have to go first on this next one. Uh, The Einstein name for Einstein Bagel Company actually relates to the company's fictional founding brothers, Melvin and Elmo, not the scientist who originated the theory of relativity. However, Albert Einstein's net worth uh, was how many dollars when he died in 1955? David, is it 560,000? 1.25 1.25 million, 2.5 million, or 4.7 million. And since you both are international, we're talking in terms of dollars. Again, that's hmm. 560,000, 1.25 million, 2.5 million, or 4.7 million. You know, my, my instinct is to go low. Like, I, I, my instinct is to go low. I, I start, like, I don't associate Albert Einstein with being a millionaire. Not that. I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna stick with my gut, and and I'm gonna go five hundred and whatever thousand. Five hundred and sixty thousand. He says. How about you, Alex? So, so when did he die again? Did you say that in the question? I did. When he died in 1955. 1955. And we're talking 1955 dollars, not kind of converted to today's. Correct. Dollars. I haven't I haven't done anything uh, to adjust for inflation. Right. So even five hundred sixty thousand is a reasonable chunk of change in in today's money. Then. 
I I won't go with five hundred sixty thousand. Uh, and he would have won a couple of Nobel prize, or at least one Nobel prize, right? And that's a that's a prize fund in and of itself. I'll say one point two five million. You both were wise to stay away from four point seven million and two point five, and it is indeed. Mm. $1.25 million, which means Damn. Alex has slid into the front. And because I only have two questions left, David, you'll have to nail both of these, which means, Alex, you'll go first for the rest of the, the game. Uh, here we good. Here we go. Investment group JAB Holding Company announced on September 29th, 2014, that it acquired the Einstein Noah Restaurant Group for approximately 364 Never mind. We only have one question left because I completely forgot to take that out of the question. Anyways, um, that is a live flub right there. Uh, but in case you're wondering, they bought them for $364.5 million was how much the Einstein Brothers Bagel Company was bought for. Moving along. All right. Last, last so question. So lost then? We'll, we'll, make, we'll, make, we'll make this last one worth two. And just, I think that's oh, fair. Jesus. I think that's fair. We'll make this last one worth two, and if necessary, we'll go to a tiebreaker. Okay, David, we don't worry. Okay, don't worry. Again, Alex, you're going to be going first here. Yeah, sounds good. All right. How many Americans, Alex, said that they had consumed bagels in the year 2020? Was it 102 million, 202 million, 302 million, or 402 million? Well, it's definitely not 402 million because that's bigger than the population of the United States. Um, and I feel like 302 million would still be a, an incredibly large percentage. Bagels are a popular popular food, and it's it's just like that they'd consumed one, at least one over the course of a year. I, I'll go with 202 million. He will go with 202 million. David, yeah, he's left you three other options. Yeah, well, I mean, again, 402 million, again, is is greater than the population of the United <laughs> States. So I'm going to not go with that. Um, 302, if like you count Alex dogs said, and is, cats is, and anybody else who might... <laughs> anybody who can uh, press a button oh, to say yes. Definitely, definitely bears. Oh, yeah, of course, um, naturally. Yeah, and uh, and 302 just seems like, like that's pretty much every American besides like infants and toddlers. Um, so I'm going to... I have to pick something different, so I'm going to go with 102 million. And Alex, your nose and intuition were correct. It is indeed 202 million Americans said that they had consumed bagels in the year 2020. And thus, you have beaten David in uh, the bagel game. You did not get a zero. You are a hero. Congratulations, Alex. Thank you very much. Revenge at last. Yes, that's true. Last time he uh, he was able to smite you. This time, I'm hoping that I can get over that that hurdle with David's game. David, please tell us what food you were you were given. Now, my quiz is going to be about avocados. And well, Phil, I don't think we covered this. Why? Why did we choose six questions? Let me let the listeners know oh, why God. all of a sudden it's this weird six-question <laughs> game. The reason why it was six is because I was very tired when I sent you our lineup and thought that a baker's dozen was six. I apologize. That's, yeah. I apologize, and therefore it was six or thirteen. And by the time I had come back to amend that mistake, you had already created a brilliant 
giant quiz, so I adhered to it as well. All right. So I'm doing avocados, and unlike Phil's quiz, mine has everything to do with avocados and not weird <laughs> things about Einstein's net worth when he died. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> In what modern day country did avocados originate? Alex, well, you will go first. Um, okay, one, the United States. Two, Mexico. Three, South Africa. And four, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, mm. I'm going to guess Mexico, just given that avocados are a staple of, uh, well, of Mexican cuisine as far as I know. Sorry. Although I it could be that it's more Tex-Mex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, somebody's um, trying to phone a friend right now, and that's me. Um, exactly. All right, yeah, so but I'll go for Mexico. <laughs> you know what? That was my first inclination. I'm not trying any form of strategy, so I'm just going to stick with it, and I'll I'll find a, a wiggle room somewhere later if I'm uh, if I'm trying to gain an edge on Alex. So I will too. Will say Mexico. Well, you both say Mexico, and you're both correct. Hey, obviously, hey. the correct nice. answer. And that kind of that one had to be our first question because otherwise uh, ne- later questions would have uh, given it away. All right, the word avocado comes from the Nahuatl word ahuacatl, which was also sometimes used to mean something else. What was the other meaning? An elderly person, poop or turd, <laughs> testicle or armadillo. And Phil, this time we go to you first. I'm gonna, Would you like to hear the options again? Uh, no, I think I got a hold of them. I'm going to go with armadillo. Okay. Alex. Yeah, I think you could go a number of different directions with this, right? Is it color? Is it texture? Uh, is it size and, and shape? Um, I feel like it might be poop. I feel like that's... I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that that's the answer. <laughs> All right. Well, poop is always the answer, Alex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you both are incorrect. Oh. Uh, I thought I thought uh, this was my this was my favorite question. Yeah, to, very to, well. To very well here. constructed question, David. Very nice. Yes. Um, the correct answer was testicle, actually. Oh, that was and, my uh, number two. Both, yeah. Nobody's Alex, testicle is that size. That's, that's medically medically impossible. Say, Speak for I yourself, Alex. That's the point. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's the point. But you were definitely right on the right sort of frame of mind, Alex. It was something to do about shape, color, texture, maybe whatever. Maybe taste. Um, Who hope. knows? <laughs> yeah, the correct answer is testicle. I, I loved. I absolutely loved putting poop in in my quiz. Uh, and armadillo. Also incorrect. All right, here's a little fun fact to sort of uh, give you a break from the questions. The name guacamole comes from awacamole, which means avocado soup or sauce. Mm. All right, our third question. You are one and one, guys. The water requirements for avocado production are how many times higher than that for tomato production? Oh, okay. 10, 18, 25... Or thirty times higher, Alex. We'll go to you. I think my my issue here, well, apart from not knowing anything about farming whatsoever, I think my issue is I also don't know how much water tomatoes require. If that's sort of you know lower than average for a, for a given vegetable, or I know almonds need crazy amount of water, and I imagine avocados are a similar kind of. You know, I I know they get a 
somewhat bad rap environmentally. So maybe 18 times the amount of water that tomatoes require. Okay. And Phil? Uh, list me the percentages one more time, please. Sorry, uh, times, like as in... Right, well, like, uh, sure, so yes. 10 times, 10 times, 18 times, 25 times, or 30 times higher. Wow. Um, I think with no scientific backing whatsoever, I'm going to go with 30 times because I think they need that much more deliciousness. Well, one of you is correct. Oh, God. So 10 and 25 were very much wrong. Avocados require three times more water than apples. And Alex, you were correct. 18 times more water than tomatoes. So Can I say I know my lead. avocados? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you are two correct answers to Phil's one. And we move on to question four. Which country is today responsible for the most avocado production globally? Oh. Is it... Mexico, the OG avocado country, <laughs> Brazil, Peru, or the United States? And Phil, we go to you first this time. I'm going to say just because I think that they have, uh, they have much more of a vibrant environment that I think that they've been able to farm more on. And I'm sure Alex is going to have a far better thought out process than I am possibly thinking of rather than just like, oh, there's a lot of green. I'm going to go with Brazil. All right. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm torn between Brazil and, and the US, but I'm going to go with the US. I think it's just there's so much demand for avocados in the US that I think despite whatever climate advantages Brazil might might have, I think the US probably beats it in terms of overall production. Well, you're both wrong. Uh, you fell into my trap of making you feel like, "Oh, it can't be Mexico." It is Mexico. Mexico, wow. they, they did it first and they still do it Good best. Good for Mexico. They yeah, hold avocado the production requires Requires very, uh, very specific climate, and Peru is responsible for the most exports to Europe, so that's interesting. But uh, Mexico overall produces by far the most. Uh, I think it's like, like twice or three times more than the next, uh, the next biggest produ producer of avocados. I wonder how All much right. expensive so, avocados are in Mexico. Oh, probably a lot. Probably a lot. So you guys are still. Alex, two, Phil, one. There are two questions left, so all to play for still. Which California county is responsible for the largest portion of avocado production in California? Okay. And this time we go to Alex first. Is it Los Angeles County, Riverside County, which just for, for reference is, is directly east of uh, yeah, I appreciate Los that. Angeles? <laughs> Kings County, which is which is north of Los Angeles County, or San Diego County, which is where you would expect it would be. If if I know my LA geography correct, which I definitely don't, I think LA County is, I mean, almost purely urban, right? Purely built, so it can't can't be that. By my reckoning, um, Riverside sounds nice and <laughs> avocado e. I'm, I'm going to go with Riverside. <laughs> that's 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 delightful. I love that. I love it. That's the first time I've ever heard Alex sound pull a pull a my thought process on this entire game. Um, all right, so he picked Riverside. What what was not L.A. and what not Riverside? 
San Diego. Right, so it's Los Angeles, Riverside, Kings County, and San Diego County. Let me tell you something, David. If it's if Kings County is not the king of the avocados and the and the testicles of of California, then I don't know what is. We we're gonna go Kings County and we're gonna take this victory home. Again, you're both wrong. God damn it. The, the correct answer is San Diego County. Ah, huh. and dang uh, it. If anything, your clue was it's 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 one of the two I think two counties that's closest to Mexico, so <laughs> San Diego County, and if we have a tie, that may pop up again. All right. Mm. Seedless avocados, which are just unfertilized flowers of the avocado tree, often appear on avocado trees. They are usually thrown out due to small size. What are they called in the avocado industry? Testes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fantastic. Um, is it one, cukes, two, rusks, three, diminutos, uh, or four, gwens? Alex, you got to go and, first. Uh, we go to Alex first. If I'll you would like me to diminutos. say them again or spell them, then um, yeah. let me know. I, I, I like the idea of diminutos. I think that's a cute name for the discarded, lonely avocados. <laughs> this feels okay. like a, an Akbar trap, but I will go with the rusks. It sounds like husks. It sounds like it's right there. And I know David's probably laughing himself off to the bank here that I fell for it, but I got to go with it. You're both wrong, unfortunately. Oh, oh. Rusks, rusks is the well name today. of a South African like uh, biscuit that you dip in like tea or coffee. Oh. And diminutos is something I completely made up based on <laughs> what what I th how I thought I might trick you with a Spanish word. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Gwen's Gwen's is a mm. I think it's a like a certain breed of avocado or something. Cuke. A cuke is a uh, unfertilized avocado fruit, and it is often thrown out. Cukes was the correct answer. Right. So, Alex, you pull away 2-1 with a win here. Congratulations. Oh, is that Would the last question? Like? That was, that yes. That was the sixth question. Ah, yes. commiserations. Question number six. Alex was just um, getting warmed up. He was go, like, oh, <laughs> come exactly. on. I could have asked, asked questions about avocados all day. I kind of want to do the tiebreaker just for fun. Oh, shoot. Go um, ahead. Let's go for it. Uh, how much of California's avocado production happens in San Diego County? It's a percentage. And closest wins. Uh, how much percentage so, happens in... Uh, let's go with... How, did you say how much of, of, of uh, California's or how much of the United States? California's. 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 Then, I, then I think it'd probably be high. I'm going to go with like 63%. I will go with 41%. And Phil, so unbelievably close. It was sixty percent is the correct answer. Ah, so that was well done. That was brilliant. If if you had forced a tie, if you had had not gotten the last question wrong, yes, yes, then yes. Uh, then you would have you would have had a victory this week. But alas, alas, I'm now we... very hungry for an avocado bagel. Yes, uh, an avocado bagel, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, now, alas, we last here un unwithered and like the uh, the the. Koki or whatever, whatever it is that you just said that there are those withered uh, avocados, unfertilized. Yes, they're not the withered. They're just they're just small, unfertilized. I don't need things. to hear about these avocado testicles <laughs> anymore. The people get it. They're done with the joke. It's over, David. Okay, we move along. Uh, thank you so much, Alex. Is there anything? I believe last time we we gave you this assignment. What, Next what time about you the came triathlon? on triathlon. What about the triathlon? Oh, there is the triathlon. Did you come up with anything, Alex? 
I haven't got a fully formed triathlon yet, but I, f- I feel like there would be some kind of spreadsheet task involved uh, in the middle of there. Excel has to has to get involved in some way. Oh no! Probably some type of public speaking thing. I feel like you could judge that like you do with gymnastics, right? There's a jury sure. of, of people and 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 things, and then maybe a, a, a trivia contest of some sort, a Star Wars trivia or, or something, something along those lines. Okay. All right. So if the aliens come and they, for some odd reason, desire an Excel spreadsheet with public speaking and and uh, what, what was the last one? Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Wars. Trivia and, contest. And exactly. there, there, it's Darth Vader up there saying, talk about me, then we have a shot. We have a shot to not get Death Starred. So awesome. Uh, I, I wouldn't rate our chances too highly. Sure. Well, yeah, but at least we have the best person for the job at the very least. So Alex, is there anything that you want to plug before we uh, bid you adieu? Nothing at all. Hope everybody's having a good, good August. <laughs> it's it's vacation month in in Europe, so I I I am hoping there won't be much work to do and and reasonable weather to enjoy yes. the end of the Olympics and and some uh, some beach time. Yes, uh, the Olympics. I believe our women's soccer soundly defeated the Netherlands the past couple of days ago. I I did connect on that. Well, one. we soundly defeated you at the beginning of the competition, so it it might come down to a Sweden USA. Uh, game at the end of it. Yes, we aren't as dominant as we once were. So we uh, we will see. And Alex, if they, if it comes to pass, I'll be sure to send David a note to pass along to you. Uh, but awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Uh, we appreciate Thank you very it. much for having me. Yes, we uh, move along to the scores. And with that game, I move to a minuscule 7-14 and 14 winning record. Uh, all but and David moves to a 9 and 12 record oh yeah it slaps it's about to slap so Phil last week or the week before you recommended to me or you were like oh I listened to that the the whole Dua Lipa album and like it's really good so I realized I had listened to several songs from it, but I hadn't listened to the whole album. So this past week, I listened to to that album, and obviously you got a lot of the the huge hits on there, which are great. You know, I right. I really like. I think Dua Lipa's fantastic. I lo- I think her music is actually really good, well produced. It's got something new, something fresh. It feels a little bit more unique than a lot of the 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 cliche, uncreative cookie cutter music that you hear on the radio the sort of pop music that you hear these days it's got some funky something who, yeah you were the first person i i discovered don't start now uh from dua lipa with. oh yeah that's when we were got, driving like, around that's got such a like yeah. a funky like it like literally slaps like there's literally slapping bass in that so the song that i'm that i'm bringing is uh pretty please on that album like it's just such a cool song again it also literally slaps like it's it's really good pretty please which is not one of the big hits from that album but it's really good so pretty please by dua lipa as you know i always try to go along with our theme of the week whenever picking my that slaps finding something that slaps that fits within the theme and i i will go it was either between california girls which I didn't think you would but <laughs> or or this one, and I chose this one that I think you will absolutely love and, and appreciate having on the playlist. It's going to be the Eagles Hotel California. Good choice, good choice, yeah. I don't know how anybody could not say that that song slaps. So it's a scooch long, but even then, every every part of that song is just absolutely divine. The fact that you can find multiple meanings out of it, 
It's an absolute classic for a reason. The guitar riff is fantastic. Hotel California by the Eagles, that slaps. As we head out of here to our jet plane to go to various places across the United States, we do have a few notes and things to take care of before we sign out here. First of all, we'd like to thank Tara Amstutz and Josh Hans for their contributions to the show. Tara for her graphic design and, of course, Josh for his wonderful and delightful musical interludes in between some of the spaces here on the podcast. Thank you so much, guys. It really means a lot. Thank you to Cass and Crossland for our intro and outro music, and to Jake Corlang for the greatest bass line ever to grace your ears. We'd like to thank you guys for listening wholeheartedly, and we'd like to ask you to tune in next week. Follow us on Instagram at powwow underscore podcast, and you find a, a whole backlog of shows on, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere except for Pandora. <laughs> Yeah, because screw you, Pandora. Yeah. And with that, we will see you next week. Hey, Grandpa Joe, what's that in your fishing net? Is it a fish? Is it a peach? No, it's a bear. Bear.